back, Ram fans. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at L.A. Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Well, that's a wrap on our conference championship games. And unfortunately, it's the 49ers and the Chiefs. Not the matchup I wanted to see. Man, the Lions had it. They had it in their grasp. Pretty much played perfect football in the first half. Man, that offense looked electric. David Montgomery, Jamar Gibbs, Jamison Williams. Entire Lions offense looked a step faster than the 49ers, didn't they? And Jared Goff did his job. Then the second half happened. A couple of really odd coaching decisions. But we've seen this from Dan Campbell, right? Going forward on fourth down. And then that tipped ball that goes for the big catch to Ayuk. And then the fumble, dropped passes, our old friend Josh Reynolds, the biggest culprit. Lions had it in their grasp. I don't know what else you can say about it. Kind of a choke job. The receivers letting Goff down. And Dan Campbell, maybe not ready for primetime coaching. So we get the 49ers and the Chiefs. And I'm still not sold on the 49ers. I just have this feeling they're going to find a way to lose this game to the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is going to step it up. I certainly hope so. You know, I talk about my first and four big plays all season long with the Rams. Well, if you wanted to do that with this game, they all went the 49ers way, right? The fumble, the tipped ball that goes for the 51-yard catch, the dropped pass by Josh Reynolds, and the inability to convert that other fourth down gut-wrenching loss for the Lions. Really feel bad for Jared Goff. He was the better quarterback today. Brock Purdy made a couple nice plays with his legs. That's one thing he can hurt you with. No Lamar Jackson, but two big first down conversions for him. Lions rushed for over 180 yards against this 49er defense and still couldn't get it done. 49ers Chiefs, we'll talk about that more in the next two weeks. Let's talk about this Chiefs-Ravens game a little bit, and then we'll wrap this episode up with some Ram ruminations, news and notes on our L.A. Rams. Talk about that AFC game, Kansas City 17, Baltimore 10. What a devastating loss for the Ravens. Man, those fans must be in excruciating pain. I know what it feels like, but this is as bad as it gets. Maybe it would have been worse if they lost it in the last second or something, but being at home after a dominating season, everything lined up for a Super Bowl trip, and it doesn't work out. And you know what? In a lot of ways, the Ravens deserve to win this game, made a couple of critical mistakes. And then there's the Chiefs. Early in the year, I was saying, hey, don't worry, the Chiefs are going to be there in the end. And then... Later in the year, I started to sour on them like a lot of other people. Hey, it maybe just isn't their year. This offense isn't clicking like it used to. And then here we are in the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes getting it done. It's really about their defense getting it done, though. Very good defense. But the Ravens kind of handed it to them. 
you know, if you look at those second half stats, that game was there for the taking for the Ravens. So we get Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, by the way. And how about Kelsey? 11 receptions for 116 yards and a TD. And poor Zay Flowers, the guy that apparently the Rams were trying to trade up for. Five catches for 115 yards, but two plays that really hurt his team, especially the fumble, could have changed the whole trajectory of that game. So the Chiefs back to the Super Bowl, and I was really hoping for just a little more variety coming out of the AFC between the Patriots and the Chiefs over the last 10, 12 years. Yeah, the Bengals made an appearance. I think the Broncos did too. Other than that, same two teams over and over again, but they deserve it. Go into Baltimore and get the win 17 to 10. Let's get through some Ram ruminations. Not a lot of big news, a lot of little things going on. Well, probably the biggest news everyone knows by now. Raheem Morris, the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. The Rams will get two third round picks, one this year and one next. And Zach Robinson, the Rams passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach is following him to Atlanta as their new offensive coordinator. Other coaching hires, Dave Canales, the Tampa Bay offensive coordinator to the Panthers as their head coach. I think we've talked about the other hires at one point or another, the Raiders making interim coach Anthony Pierce their permanent head coach, the Titans hiring Brian Callahan, He's the son of former NFL coach Bill Callahan, by the way. Patriots hired Jared Mayo and the Chargers hired Jim Harbaugh. So there's two openings remaining as I record this. The Commanders and the Seahawks. Can't wait to see what the Seahawks are thinking. Bill Belichick, still unhired. Hey, how about him as the Rams defensive coordinator? Yeah, I know that's not going to happen, but That would be an interesting fit. He obviously has the chops for it. Is that an understatement? Just not sure about the cultural fit. And obviously, Belichick's not going to be interested in that. So McVay's coaching tree. Head coaches Matt LaFleur, Zach Taylor, Kevin O'Connell, Raheem Morris, and we used to say Brandon Staley. He's unemployed at the moment. Plus guys that have been elevated to coordinator jobs, Shane Waldron, Wes Phillips, Ejiro Evero, Joe Barry, Matt Daniels, Thomas Brown, and no, we cannot count John Fassel. And so now the Rams have an opening at defensive coordinator, and J.B. Scott of SB Nation wrote a really good article considering how the Rams might fill that vacancy. Three different approaches, as Scott explained. One, press on with this Vic Fangio-style defense. Option two, go with a coach who can implement an aggressive, blitzing style of defense. And number three, the new wave, the Baltimore Ravens style defense, which is more of a mix. Kind of you never know what's coming from a defense like that. And JB outlined all the best candidates for each of those options. I encourage you to go dig up that article. Lots of good information. If we wanted to press on with a similar defense, In-house, Aubrey Pleasant would be an option. Brandon Stanley, a lot of people talking about bringing him back. Ejiro Evero, Joe Perry, a couple of other guys. If you want to go for the more aggressive approach, you know who's out there? Wink Martindale. He had been with the Ravens, and then he left the Giants. Quite a dramatic divorce there with him and Brian Dable. 
And if you wanted to go with the new wave, the modern style defense run by the Ravens, well, the Ravens defensive coordinator came from Michigan, John Harbaugh hiring one of Jim Harbaugh's assistants. And then there's three Ravens coaches that might be able to implement this for the Rams. One of those guys, Denard Wilson, is making the rounds and he's a Ravens secondary coach. And he was actually on Jeff Fisher's staff, was not retained by Sean McVay when he took over, though. This is all outlined in greater detail by JB in his article. Again, SB Nation, JB Scott, check it out. I have no idea which way McVay wants to go. They've been rolling with this Fangio style, bend don't break defense for a few years now, so I suspect they'll roll with it. But remember, McVay changed things up as far as the Rams running game. Maybe he'll do the same for the defense in 2024. But if they continue with the Fangio style defense, just not sure if Staley would be a good hire at this point. I know there's a poll on Twitter about who Ram fans think they should hire, and Staley was leading by a lot. I think he had 41% of the vote, but he has really lost his street cred. But hey, did a good job with the Rams, but he did a good job with great personnel. Had great personnel with the Chargers. Of course, he was the head coach. Maybe he didn't have his hands on that as much as he wanted, but Chargers defense really underperformed. Hey, I had a little bit of a faux pas the other day. I predicted that Rams were going to do everything they could to get three picks in the top 100, be aggressive, go for quality rather than quantity this year. Well, you know what? They already have four picks in the top 100, or at least in the top 101, depending on exactly where this Raheem Morris comp pick falls this year. So they'll have four picks in the top 101 or so. I still think they're going to package picks and try to move up a little bit. And I saw one of those Les Snead interviews on YouTube talking about the potential Ram strategy. And hey, I love Les Snead. But these interviews and these answers add absolutely nothing. What did Les say? Hey, if the player we like is there, we'll take him. If he's a scheme fit, if not, we'll move back, try to accumulate picks. And hey, maybe we'll move up if there's a guy we really like that's dropping a little bit. This is all stuff we all already know. So let's take a snapshot of the Rams situation heading into 2024. They have 723,000 in dead cap money. That's down from 79 million last year. Crazy. They had the second most dead cap money in the league last year. Now they're near the bottom. They at the moment have the third youngest roster, 26 and a half years old, behind the Packers and the Chiefs, and they have the 12th most cap space, $35 million. But remember, they need to set aside money for rookies, so they're certainly not going to be able to go out and spend $35 million, probably more like $22, 25000000 million. And of course, they could open up a little bit of extra cap space by cutting players. Meanwhile, the 49ers have $1 million in cap space. Seahawks are over the cap limit, so they'll both need to clear some space for their draft picks. I wanted to talk quickly about the finalists for the various NFL awards. The winners will be announced February 8th. A couple things I don't get. Brock Purdy and McCaffrey up for MVP. Hey, you can make an argument for both of them, I suppose. I'd lean McCaffrey. I'd Brock Purdy, you know, he does a good job for the offense he has been handed. 
but I don't think he's anything special. Hey, throw darts at me. That's what I see. Certainly not an MVP. McCaffrey, I get it. But how can you have two from the same team? I mean, come on. Can we just make a decision who is the MVP for that team and and move them forward as one of the finalists? Two guys from the same team? Kind of silly. And I was really surprised Sean McVay was not on the finalist list for Coach of the Year. Not going to get spun up about it, though. And by the same token, I don't think Matthew Stafford deserved to be on the Comeback Player of the Year list. He played in nine games in 2022 and threw for over 2,000 yards. I think the amount he played and the amount he produced would take him off that list, but that's just my opinion. And Kobe Turner up for Defensive Rookie of the Year and Puka Nakua up for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think Kobe's got a better shot than Puka. I'm pretty certain it's going to be C.J. Stroud on the offensive side. So we'll see who the award winners are February 8th. Hey, I tried to execute my first mock draft, and it's really difficult for a couple of reasons. I haven't done enough research, and I really don't have any clue where the Rams are going to focus in free agency. I think it's going to be edge, and I think they're going to bring back Kevin Dotson, but don't know that for sure, right? And furthermore, the mock draft database hasn't awarded the Rams that late third round pick for the Raheem Morris higher. So complicates things when you're running a mock draft. But just for kicks and giggles, I did run one. And you're going to note a theme here with their first round pick. The Rams drafted Cooper DeGene, the cornerback out of Iowa. Their second round pick, Cooper Beebe, the interior offensive lineman out of Kansas. And their third round pick, the first one, the one they own, Edrin Cooper, the linebacker out of Texas A&M. Hey, how can you go wrong drafting three Coopers? I'll get more serious about that in the coming weeks. Got to do more homework. See if I can read the tea leaves, what the Rams might be thinking as free agency. Maybe our insiders will share some info. The new league year and free agency kicks off March 16th. Between then and the NFL draft, we'll have a much better view of where the Rams are headed. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.